Here we are, folks. It is a Wednesday, and we have tons to get to, as always, here on The Ben Shapiro Show. We are going to get to, in just a little while, this Houston ordinance on transgender rights that just got voted down. We're going to get to Princess Leia. We're going to get to our Deconstructing the Culture segment, because it is a Wednesday. Tons to get to. Stick around. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Stop. Tend to demonize people who don't care about your feelings. All righty, so... Yesterday, Houston voted down this, this, what they call the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance. The Houston Equal Rights Ordinance is basically a provision in Houston law that would force, quote-unquote, non-discrimination on the basis of sex, sexual orientation, and what they call sexual identity, meaning that if I, walked, if I were living in Houston and I walked in tomorrow and I were no longer Ben, I were Benjamina, and I were wearing a dress, and, uh, and I'd gotten a boob job, and I know there's a horrifying image for anybody who's picturing this, but if this all happened, that the Daily Wire would basically have to just deal with it. They couldn't do anything to me. They couldn't fire me. They couldn't do anything about it. And if I decided that I wished to follow Lindsay into the ladies' room, then also Lindsay couldn't do anything about it, and she would, be, in fact, be a bigot and a sexist if she denied my womanhood. This is what the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance did. It was voted down by a two-to-one margin. This was actually endorsed by Hillary Clinton, this, this piece of legislation. It was endorsed by the White House as well. The White House actually released a statement from Jeff Tiller. He said, while the administration generally does not take a formal position on specific proposals or initiatives, the president and vice president have been strong supporters of state and local efforts to protect Americans from being discriminated against based on who they are and who they love. We're confident that the citizens of Houston will vote in favor of fairness and equality. Now, the citizens of Houston voted in favor of sanity because it turns out that fairness and equality have nothing to do with me engaging in your delusion. The idea here is that gender identity, gender itself, is a social construct. It was just made up. And all this stuff about how girls are girls and men are men, all this is just made up. If we had all been brought up as genderless, androgynous, weird creatures in some nether region of, of South America, then we'd all be better off because gender is a social construct. And the truth is that your failure to understand that gender is not a social construct is an individual construct. Okay, gender is a real biological thing, which is why my daughter is a girl and acts like a girl, and we all know what that means. And it's why I am a man and I act like a man, and we all know what that means. And we'll get deeper into these variations between men and women as, as the show goes on. But if you, are, if you are an individual and you reject all of this, then we're now all supposed to engage in your delusion. So it's not fascistic. It's not fascistic for you to tell me that you're a woman even though you have a penis, and I have to treat you as a woman. That's not fascistic. What is fascistic is if I decide that I don't want to hire you if you come in tomorrow dressed as a member of the opposite sex and tell me you've changed your name and your gender and now I have to treat you as a member of the opposite sex because I'm not a fully insane person. I'm not going to buy into that. Okay, so the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance goes down to flaming defeat. Now, this brings up broader questions, broader questions about feminism and the nature of transgenderism. The theme of today's show is going to be this, folks, in a nutshell. Transgenderism killed feminism. Killed it, dead. Transgenderism has destroyed feminism. The entire basis of feminism is that men and women are different and that women should not be discriminated against for being women. The entire basis of transgenderism is that men and women are not different. They're essentially the same, and you can switch between them. So if you don't think that, that transgenderism killed feminism, just think about this. If you say, Hillary Clinton, for example, says that gender is a social construct, I can be a man in a man's body, but if I think I'm a woman, I'm a woman. And then she says it's deeply important that we elect her because she is a woman. 
Well, if men and women are exactly the same in every particular aspect of personality and it's all a social construct, why does it matter? Maybe it turns out that Thomas Jefferson was a woman. How does she know? And, and what difference would it make even if he were a, a woman? In, in the words of Hillary Clinton, what difference at this point would it make? But, so, so feminism has been killed by transgenderism. It's been killed dead. But at the same time that transgenderism is full-on destroying feminism, full-on destroying it because it destroys the very basis of feminism, namely the distinction between the sexes and that women are worthwhile and positive, right? at the same time that it does this, the modern feminist movement is trying to claw its way to relevance. And one of the things they're using to claw their way to rele relevance is, uh, is the movies. So there's this new movie. If you've watched any of the debates on CNBC or MSNBC, if you watch the Democrat debate on, on, MS on CNN, there's this new movie that's coming out this week. It's called Suffragette. It's with Carrie Mulligan and Meryl Streep. And this movie is a full-on historical disaster area. I want to show you a little bit of the preview for Suffragette because they were showing this during the debate, and it is not coincidentally timed, folks. This is coming out right in the middle of Hillary Clinton's run because the idea is that Hillary Clinton represents the next stage in the evolution of feminism, and here is where feminism began. It began with a bunch of ladies doing particularly unfeminine things. Here is Suffragette, the preview, and then we'll discuss how everything you're about to see, every jot and tittle that you're about to see, is basically a lie. Here we go. Women should not exercise judgment in political affairs. If we allow women to vote, it will mean the loss of social structure. <laughs> you work at the laundry? Part-time from when I was seven, full-time from when I was 12. We meet Mondays and Thursdays if you're interested. You're a suffragette, Mrs. Elliot. I consider myself more of a soldier. As Mrs. Pankhurst says, it's deeds, not words, that will get us the vote. We've identified weaknesses in their ranks. We're hoping one of them will break. They're saying she's to speak. This is a deliberate escalation. This has to stop. For 50 years. Meryl Streep as Emma Pankhurst, who is one of the founders of the women's suffrage movement in Great Britain. And there is a line that's going to come up in just a minute. I want to play it until we hit this line. Uh, so we'll keep playing it, and then I'll explain why this is important but peacefully to secure the vote for women. We've been ridiculed, battered, and ignored. Punish those responsible, whatever way you can. <laughs> Mama! All my life, I've done what men told me. Well, I can't have that anymore. Took my love, took it down. I incite the women in Britain to rebellion. Can I sail through the changing nothing ever changes. Tides. Can I handle the Until change cannot be stopped, right? This is the we break windows. We burn things. Because war's the only language men listen to. Okay. And there's your punchline, right? War is the only language that men listen to. That's why we break things and we burn things, etc., etc. Okay, I'm going to explain in one second why this whole thing is historically inaccurate. And it is. A lot of this is, is very historically inaccurate and troubling because it's historically inaccurate. But let's just make one thing clear. Okay, women did not win the vote because they burned things and went to war with men. It turns out that in a war with women, okay, this is 
the, the left keeps using this phrase, war on women. It's, it, it's asinine. It's an asinine phrase. If there were an actual war between men and women, as everyone on the planet knows, men would win. Okay, men would win because they control all the guns and all the weaponry and because they have superior upper body strength. Okay, that's why no one wants to go to war with women. No one has been interested ever in going to war with women. This is absolute, unbelievable horse nonsense. Now, the goal of this is to paint Western civilization as bad, right? The, the Britain was a terrible place. It was full of sexist men. Okay, first of all, I think it's very important to note that the United States and Britain were some of the first countries in the world to actually allow women to vote. And in Britain, zero women voted to allow women to vote. Zero. You know why? Because they couldn't vote. Men allowed women to vote. And they didn't allow women to vote because they created a women's right to vote. There was a women's right to vote. It had not been recognized. And it's great that there were women who were fighting for women's suffrage. I'm not using the word suffragette for a reason, which I'll explain in a minute. Suffragette is, is a definitionally, suffragette is not the same as somebody who was in favor of women's suffrage. People who were in favor of women's suffrage in Britain, there were two groups. Okay, there were two groups. One group was something called the National Union of Women's Suffrage Societies. Okay, these were people who pursued women's suffrage through the policies of constitutional change. They went to their politicians and they lobbied and they protested and they didn't break things and they didn't burn things and they didn't assault police officers. And then there's the group that's being glorified in this movie. And that group was called the Women's Social and Political Union, led by a woman named Emma Pankhurst, who you see played by Meryl Streep there. And the Women's Social and Political Union delayed, delayed women's suffrage in Britain by a full 20 years. By 20 years. Because of the violence. Because it turned out that men got pissed off when all of these women decided to break things. I mean, the women who are, who are being glorified here, you know, the, the WSPU, they literally went into museums and, and took knives and carved the art. Like, took, took pieces of art and carved holes in them in favor of women's suffrage. And this was so bad that the National Union of Women's Suffrage Societies, which started off in alliance with the Women's Social and Political Union, they eventually broke with the WSPU because they said, you guys are doing so much damage to our cause, we can't even be associated with you. The reason that this is important, folks, the reason I'm talking about this, this propagandistic movie, is for two reasons. One is, the goal of the movie is to paint all men as horrible, and you can't paint all men as horrible if it turns out that men were a large part of the reason that women got to vote. Right? You can't paint all men as universally terrible if it turns out that the, the theme of this movie is that women had to force men to be decent. They had to force them. With physical violence, they had to force them. They didn't convince them. They didn't use logic. They didn't use argument. They had to use physical violence to force these. And men are just the same now. Men are just the same now. So there's a feminist who tweeted out after watching this piece of tripe. There's this woman who actually tweeted out, quote, walking home alone from suffragette movie, and I find myself clutching phone and keys. Why do women still live in fear of assault even today? Okay, first of all, you idiot. The, the, women don't live in fear of assault in the same numbers as women lived in fear of assault 100 years ago. Second of all, here's a very simple solution for you. And I suggested it to this woman. If you are afraid of assault, if you're afraid of assault, then perhaps you should buy a gun and learn to use it and shoot, this, shoot men who try to assault you. She called me a misogynist for saying she should own a gun. I'm fairly certain that the, the definition of anti-misogynist is if a man tries to assault a woman, the woman should shoot him to death. I'm fairly certain that that is not misogynist. <laughs> Call me crazy, but I'm pretty sure that's not misogynist. But the whole goal here is that women are, have to be upheld. Men are terrible, right? That's the whole goal here. Men are awful. Men are terrible. That's, you can't watch that trailer without coming. Every man in that trailer is bad. Every single one. There's not a single decent man in that trailer. By the way, there were men as early as the 1860s in Britain, like John Stuart Mill, a you know, famous utilitarian who suggested that women should have the full right to vote. 
So this is all historical nonsense. And again, it's something that the left likes to do because they want to rip on Western civilization. It's the same thing that the left does with, with, for example, the Black Panthers. The Black Panthers did tremendous damage to the civil rights cause because by bombing things and by killing people, they didn't convince anyone to their side. Instead, what they did is they convinced people that their agenda was bad. Right? It's what the Black Lives Matter movement is doing today. This whole militant, we have to take it, they're not going to give it to us. The truth is, one of the beautiful things about Western civilization is that it's not always right, but it tends to correct itself because it has a capacity for looking inward and trying to fix its problems. That's the beauty of Western civilization. The same time we're watching movies about how Western civilization is so bad because in 1912 they wouldn't let women vote, a hundred years later, women are being genitally mutilated in large swaths of the world. And these feminists like Carrie Mulligan, they wouldn't make a movie about that. They wouldn't make a movie about that because it doesn't target Western civilization as bad. Because feminism is all about tearing down Western civilization and tearing down traditional notions of male and female. The problem is that at a certain point, at a certain point, once you start tearing down notions of male and female, instead of upholding notions of male and female and saying that women should have equal rights, which of course is a beautiful idea and it's true. I mean, uh, the, the idea that women shouldn't work or shouldn't vote is idiotic in every sense. You know, the, but the idea of tearing down gender, the feminist movement went so far that they've actually destroyed themselves on the rocks of, of feminism, uh, on the rocks of transgenderism. All that the men had to do in order, all these men had to do in this movie in order to destroy the women's suffrage movement is declare themselves women and say that women were already voting. That's all they had to do. Seriously, according to the transgender movement, women would then have been voting and we would have been done here. These particular women wouldn't have had to vote. They wouldn't have had to represent themselves. Real women, superior women like Caitlyn Jenner would have been voting for them. Okay, so part of the feminist movement is tearing down men and it's completely erroneous and problematic because if you tear down men, there's no contrast between men and women, and so there's no purpose for feminism in the first place. Well, the latest step in this devolution, and it is, it's, it's devolving, it's not evolving, it's devolving. The latest step in this evolution comes from the world of Star Wars. So this is an amazing story that we covered today over at Daily Wire. Apparently, Disney now wants to pull the, the slave Princess Leia costumes and toys from the stores because the feminists are all hot and bothered about all of this. They think it's just terrible. They think it's just awful and terrible that these toys are out there. So this is from, from James Barrett, one of our reporters and writers over at Daily Wire. According to the site Making Star Wars, which leaks insider information on the latest Star Wars developments, editor-in-chief Jason Ward said he'd heard rumors a while back that Disney would be pulling the feminist-infuriating slave Leia figure. He didn't ha think the story had legs, but then there was a Facebook post from Star Wars comic artist J. Scott Campbell who said that Marvel artists are now forbidden not just to feature Princess Leia in the costume, but to even depict her in a sexy pose. So you can't make Princess Leia sexy. If you make Princess Leia sexy, then you have sold out young girls everywhere. Remember from yesterday's broadcast, ladies and gentlemen, and non-cisgender people, remember from yesterday's broadcast that the left's goal now, okay, the left is saying it is bad for young girls and they're thinking for them to have to see a sexy Princess Leia doll, but it is good for young girls to have to see an actual male penis in their locker rooms. This is the new agenda. Sarah Palin isn't a real woman. Caitlyn Jenner is a real woman. It's bad for young girls to have to see a doll of Princess Leia, but it is good for young girls to have to pretend that a boy, a fully biological boy in their locker room revealing himself to them is a girl. This is, this is, the, this is the left's perverse notion of justice. So I want to delve into this for a second and ask whether, indeed, the Princess Leia Slave Leia costume is super anti-feminist and it's really sexist and it's really horrible. And, and let's start with what actually happens with Princess Leia. Now, as you remember, Princess Leia 
voluntarily sort of goes in as prisoner. Right? She goes in as prisoner with the, with the folks in, in, in Jabba's palace, and he dresses, her up as, uh, he dresses her up in this kind of sexy bikini because, for whatever reason, lizards are apparently attracted to sexy young women. And this giant lizard has her kept as a slave. Here is how that little tete-a-tete ends. It doesn't end well for Jabba the Hutt. Okay, for those who can't see this, Princess Leia, wearing a bikini, tossed a chain around Jabba the Hutt's neck and is now strangling him to death. Right? With the tongue wagging around and it's all weird. And... Okay, so we're done here. All right. And, uh, and thus died Michael Moore. And, and so the... <laughs> and so this apparently is anti-feminist. Now, I was under the weird impression that a woman killing her sexual tormentor was actually not anti-feminist. Call me weird, call me crazy. But I was under the impression that that's not anti-feminist. But apparently this is anti-feminist. Slave Leia must be stopped. Must be stopped at all costs. And the, the, the sort of, the fact that many young men, many young boys grew up fantasizing about Slave Leia, not because she was a slave, but because she was wearing a bikini. Okay, the fact is that nobody was, the fantasies that young boys had about Slave Leia was not the part with the chain around her neck. It was the part where she's wearing a bikini, right? And it was like PG-rated pornography. Okay, that's, that's the reality for a, lot of guy, for a lot of kids who were 12, 13 years old and watched this movie. Okay, but that's terrible. That's awful. But here are some things that, that the left considers truly feminist, truly feminist. Let's start with our good friend, uh, Queen B, Beyonce, Beyonce Knowles. Uh, the, I believe this was at the, uh, was it the Grammys? Uh, she, she did, a, might have been the Video Music Awards. She, she did a... a she did this routine. She stood up in front of, she was dressed like a, like, you know, a, a common prostitute. And she's dressed in front of a, a sign that says feminist. Now this is all in silhouette, but as the lights dimmed, you could see that she's basically wearing a very scantily clad un, unitard. I mean, that's, that's what she's wearing. And she does this sort of thing regularly. This is the sort of thing that she was wearing, right? This is feminist, right? This is true feminism. So Princess Leia wearing things that actually cover her nipples is not feminism, but Beyonce Knowles wearing something that totally doesn't cover her nipples and is just body paint and her being naked on stage. This is true feminism. Also true feminism is the music video in which she goes down on her husband. Which actually, there's a music video in which she does this. She's in the backseat of a car and they participate in some Lewinsky activity. Okay, this is true feminism. Also true feminism is Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham, the star of HBO's Girls. She's a true feminist because she's ugly and she gets naked. So there's two choices here. If you are beautiful like Beyonce Knowles and you dress scantily and then you just shout feminism randomly at the top of your lungs in the middle of public areas so we all think you're a homeless person, you're a feminist. And if you are Lena Dunham and you look like a warmed over manatee and you get naked eating cake in a toilet stall while sitting on a toilet, this right here is feminism. And that's the picture of the very androgynous looking, is that Job? No, that's, that's Lena Dunham, not Job of the Hutt. And, and so, here, here, this, this is feminism, true feminism. So feminism has destroyed all sense of femininity and even all sense of, of females defending themselves, right? True femininity is being a whiny person like Lena Dunham or being a woman. Uh, by the way, Beyonce is similarly whiny, whining about how women are put down in our society. Lady, let's get real for one single solitary second. Okay, you are extraordinarily rich because you're good looking and you can sing. Okay, for a woman who's been put down in our society, no, the only person who, who's degraded you is you by marrying Jay-Z. 
I mean, seriously, that is the only person, that's the only man who has degraded Beyonce. And I'm sorry, but dressing like you do in public is not a service to young women. It's not a service to young women, but, but that can be, but according to the left, that's a service to young women, but Princess Leia is not a service to young women anywhere. Also, true feminism is recognizing that true femininity is not Princess Leia defending herself from a, from a crazed lizard. True feminism is this guy, this dude, Caitlyn Jenner. That's true feminism. And this is where we cross over the line from feminism into transgenderism, and now it's like a snake eating itself. Because now we've crossed over to the point where women are, where, where women are actually men, right? Where true feminism, I mean, this guy won the Glamour Woman of the Year. He won the Woman of the Year. So men are better, women, sorry about this, men apparently are better at everything, including being you. We're better at everything, right? We're better at sports, we are better at building technologies, we're better at inventing things, and we're better at being women, apparently, according to the left. We're even better at being, we don't even have to cut off our dinghies in order for, for us to be better at being women, because Bruce Jenner still has all of his parts, <laughs> okay? This is how wild, we have now departed from reality. And the goal of departing from reality for the left, so the question is, why do they do all of this? Why do they do all of this? And the answer is, because in the name of equality, everything must be destroyed. Everything must be destroyed. Because distinctions of any kind, of any kind, inherently mean inequality. The, the goal of the left is, is what they say is the most happiness for the most people. The goal of the right is individual rights. It's a very different thing. The goal of the right is you have certain rights. We have to protect those rights because you're a human being. The goal of the left is not rights. They, they create fake rights, but they're not rights. The goal of the left is the most happiness for the widest number. And the most happiness for the widest number means us imposing our standard of what should be on you. And if it makes Caitlyn Jenner unhappy to be called a male, then we must all abide by these new rules after all. What's the big harm if your 16-year-old girl has to look at a 16-year-old boy's penis if he thinks he's a girl? This is where the left is going. All distinctions have to be obliterated. Because it turns out men and women are not equal in every way. Women are better at some things and not better at, at, at other things. Women are, for example, very good, much better at choosing sexual partners than men, right? which is one of the, the benefits of, of human evolution. Right? The fact is that men are pigs. Men want to have sex with anything, rocks, trees, uh, like it, th there's a reason that, that a, a male-only society would devolve into conflicting war and sexual activity until it died within three days. It would be over within three days. Just a, a place where it was only men and there was no hope of ever getting back to women, it would be over within three days, right? Because women are better at certain things than men are. And, and men are better at certain things than women are. And so they're not equal in all ways. And because they're not equal in all ways and the left believes that this false notion of equality is essential to human happiness, which is not true, which is not true. They believe that happiness is derived from you not feeling inferior to anyone in any way. People on the right believe that happiness is derived from you fulfilling your duty. Right? This is actually a pretty significant distinction. For, for those of us on the right, this is true for religious believers especially, we believe that happiness is derived from fulfillment, from fulfilling your purpose on the planet, why you're here. The left doesn't believe there's a purpose for why you're here. So true happiness is really just avoiding unhappiness. True happiness is everybody pussyfooting around you to avoid your unhappiness. True happiness is you just sort of existing and people not stepping on you and being forced not to step on you. That's what true happiness is. And if you believe in that, then all distinctions have to be obliterated because distinctions immediately mean someone feels better and somebody feels worse. Linguistic distinctions have to be destroyed. There can't be such a thing as male and female. We have to obliterate it completely because if there are distinctions, some people are going to feel better at things and some people are going to feel worse. We have to get rid 
of basic notions of science. Science has to go out the window. There is nothing scientific about transgenderism, about this ridiculous notion that men can transform into women and vice versa. Nothing. There is nothing at all. It is completely ascientific in every way. But science has to be done away with because science makes distinctions. And eventually everything has to be done away with. The human nature has to be done away with. We have to just create these pod people, these androgynous pod people, who are arbitrarily defined by their own subjective beliefs and what makes them happy, which of course will end with tremendous human suffering and tremendous human unhappiness. As you can see, okay, the transgender community has been told now for several years that, the, that your self-definition as a member of the opposite gender is up to you and everybody will just abide by it. The suicide rate has not dropped one iota. The suicide rate is still four in 10 people who identify as transgender will attempt to commit suicide at some point in their life. Okay, the only comparable rate of suicide in all of human history was Jews living under Nazi German rule. That is the only comparable rate of suicide. So th this is a humoring mental illness in the name of equality does no one any favors, particularly transgendered people, and also the people who are forced to buy into false notions of reality in order to avoid unhappiness in the name of the collective happiness of the left. Now, meanwhile, meanwhile, Hollywood, which is destroying itself in so many ways with movies like Suffragette, Suffragette isn't going to make a dime. Uh, it, it's, it's not going to be a big hit. It'll win some Oscars. It's, it's got a big cast. It looks well made. It's not going to make any money, though. You know, the, another movie that's not going to make any money is, of course, the, the new Quentin Tarantino Hateful Eight. It's not going to make any money because Quentin Tarantino can't keep his mouth shut. Quentin Tarantino, who, by the way, is, is the most overrated director next to Darren Aronofsky working in Hollywood today. The, the great thing about a boycott Quentin Tarantino film is... I was going to anyway because you can just watch the three scenes on YouTube that are four minutes long and save two hours of your life. Right? There's always three good scenes in his movies. In Pulp Fiction, there are like three good scenes. Right? The last scene with Bruce Willis is a great scene. In, in Inglorious Bastards, there's like one good scene, the, the very opening scene. And the rest of the movie's garbage. So it's, that's the nice thing about boycotting Tarantino is you don't really miss much. But the, Tarantino's being boycotted because he got up in a Black Lives Matter movement and he said this about cops. And when I see murder, I cannot stand by. And I have to call the murdered the murdered, and I have to call the murderers the murderers. And, and so people in the, in the police forces were rightly saying that this was a slander on all cops because who's, who exactly is he calling a murderer? I mean, who are the specifics? He's talking in front of the Black Lives Matter movement, which has suggested less policing for everybody. Hollywood has created this insular culture for itself in which all distinctions have to be obliterated, language has to be twisted, all in pursuit of some common happiness. And that, that common happiness is generally, again, a feeling of moral superiority over others, or at least not a feeling of moral inferiority. This movie is going to tank, um, and, uh, and it should tank based on Tarantino's comments. I'm not a fan of boycotts, but I am a fan of mutually assured destruction. The left routinely boycotts everybody on the other side of the aisle. I don't like boycotts as a general rule. I don't have time in my day to research the political leanings of all of the actors and musicians that I watch or listen to. But if the left is going to play this game, they need to be taught not to play this game by people taking money out of their pockets. Okay, well, it is a Wednesday, and I would be remiss if I didn't do a brief deconstructing the culture segment. Well, okay, so th this one is particularly egregious. The, this particular song is, is not a good song. And forgive me, I don't even remember the name of this, of this song. I think it's Player um, by, uh, how is this pronounced? Tanash? Tanashi? Tanushi? I don't know. Uh, and, uh, and, and Chris Brown shows up presumably not to beat the crap out of her. Um, but, uh, but here is the, the song Player 
And uh, we will we will deconstruct it for you because again, as we say every Wednesday here on on the Ben Shapiro Show, culture matters more than politics. More people will see this music video than will see this podcast, obviously. And therefore, it is important for you to know what your kids are watching, what your friends are watching, and what you're watching when you're telling all your friends that you're actually not watching it. So here is the so here is the the music video for Player by Tanash Tanashi Tanishishi um, and uh, and Chris Brown. Here we go. And it's showing a definition of the word player. Somebody who wins in a, in a contest, okay. And typical pop opening, we've got a hot chick on a bed. Feminism for the win, woo! All right. And now we've got Chris Brown, who looks like he's about to murder someone, which is his go-to look. Okay, writhing around on a bed some more from this lady. And now, suddenly she's dressed, which I guess is an upgrade. Okay, so. Okay, so she's a very pretty girl, and she's dancing around with this guy. And she's still dancing around with this guy, but then things are about to turn. They turn for the dark. She got rid of one guy who's a dancer, and now she's brought another guy who's a dancer, another clean-cut guy who's a dancer, and now they're gonna dance around for a while. And I'll go through the lyrics in just a minute, because uh, it, it gets wild in just a moment. Okay, she's dismissed guy number two, and here comes guy number three, and he also is a good-looking dancer. And so she's dancing with everybody, and by dancing, I mean she stands around and they do all the dancing. Uh, it's like dancing with the stars watching this Tanash lady. So she's good at writhing and having large breasts. This is this is her skill set. Okay, still dancing. And in a minute she's gonna dismiss this dude. And she'll move on to the real love of her life who she wants to have sex with, who looks like he is straight from prison. Oh yeah, here we go. And and now Chris Brown shows up. And uh, she's very into the whole. She's into the, the Chris Brown, and, and also she's now dancing with a lady. So okay, so here's where this goes. Okay, so now we can analyze the lyrics. Which, if you're if you're if you're listening, then you probably heard some of the lyrics. If you're watching, you have no idea what the lyrics were because you're watching this hot chick dance around in a leotard, right? I mean, let's be real. That's what the music video is for. So here's what the actual lyrics are for people whose eyes were busy. Okay, the the lyrics are live like. Live life like I like if I want I do if I want love I get it get it I get it fooled me twice if I fall for you if I go there forget it So you better stay up player. Yeah, you better keep up player because tonight is a game changer You better stay up player and then it continues along these lines She says you and I make so much love why you got me all effed up Yeah, you holding me back holding back, but it ain't enough you and I make so much love why you got me all effed up Well, maybe lady you should have held back on that before you before you jumped into sack with this dude you got me holding back, holding back, because it ain't enough. And then Chris Brown shows up and proceeds to rap like this. And this is very attractive to this, this woman in this song. All right, baby girl, I don't want them other B words. You be talking that S word, calling me a player. Yeah, ain't no competition, F the opposition. I'm the man of my city, just like the mayor. I met her in the hotel lobby, and then we started loving in the elevator. 
You know I had to eat that tongue on her body. See you later, alligator, which is clever in second grade. Rolling around in the bed, smacking her on her ass. She's a stone-cold killer, 45 in the back. Mama told her never mess with an N-word like me. This is attractive to women, apparently, this sort of talk. Now, I have a question for all the, all the feminists out there who have had nothing to say about the rap scene or the R&B scene at all, right? Tinashe is, is she's a feminist, just like everybody else. She's a feminist. And, and I have one question. Is the depiction of women here accurate? Now, I understand that the feminist movement wants to promote this image of women as completely the same as men in every way, which, as we've said, the rest of the program ends in the transgender myth which destroys feminism. But part of the myth of feminism is that women and men act similarly on the sexual level. Okay, they, they, this whole video is this woman dancing with these men and then rejecting them after presumably, you know, having sexy dances with them. Okay, this is such unbelievable nonsense. As anyone who has, I don't know if these people have ever met a woman or if they've ever met a man. I don't know if they live in a bubble somewhere, but this is not how women act. And, and then they wonder, all these people wonder, how is it that men have a perverse and wrongful view of women? Why do they view women as sex objects? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you watch, the, how, could, how could anyone view this as a woman being a sex object? Why would, women, why would men think? There's another Top 40 song we consider doing today. It's a Justin Bieber song. And the whole Bieber song is, you won't tell me what you want. Sometimes you want to go. Sometimes you want to stay. Sometimes you want to have sex. Sometimes you don't. I don't know what to expect from you. Okay, this level of frustration is probably derived from watching videos in, like this and listening to the lyrics. Because if you just watch videos like this, if you just listen to the Top 40 culture, women want sex all the time. All the time. Women basically are men, right? And men are passive. Men are, men are women. Unless they're rapping and being ultra-masculine and ultra-macho about it and talking about how they also want to have sex. Basically, women in, these, in, these, in this view, women and men are identical when it comes to sex. This is untrue and it's highly damaging to girls who buy into it. Much more damaging to girls than to guys. This is guys creating a guy's utopia, right? Guys, that lyric, I met her in the lobby and we started loving in the elevator. You just described every man's fantasy of the world, right? Every straight man's fantasy of the world, and, and gay men's fantasy too. The difference is that when it's men on men, then men both want this fantasy, so it's more commonly, it's more, it's, more, it's more likely to occur, okay? Women are not going to engage in this sort of activity as commonly as men are, because men are pigs, right? And this is true whether they're straight men or whether they're gay men. The difference is that women don't act as a check on gay men. Men, men don't act as a check on men. As I said, if, if it were a world of men, only men, the entire world would implode within three days. But there's this, this feminist notion that the feminist movement could have done a whole hell of a lot of good by simply saying to men, stop being jerks. Right? If that had been the feminist movement, stop being pigs, be gentlemen, that would have been a good thing. But the feminist movement, in its quest for equality, again, they have to destroy everything. So they had to destroy the patriarchy, including institutions like marriage, which are the best deal women ever got. Okay, marriage is the best deal women ever got because men's biology is such that men want to have sex with lots of women. You know, teenage girls in the audience, be warned. When your boyfriend says he loves you so you should go to bed with him, he loves you because he wants to go to bed with you. Okay, you might, wanna, uh, you might want to actually get a commitment before you do that because I promise you, men want to have sex with lots of people. Marriage as an institution is the best thing that ever happened to women because it locked men in. And not only did it lock men in, it locked them in for life. Okay, biology and, and aging is not as kind to women as it is to men. Just fact of the matter. And the fact is that men are still fertile at age 60 and women are not. Okay, that's just the way that bi human biology works. But marriage locked men in to infertile women who are not as attractive as they were 40 years ago. 
And that's a good deal for women. It, it, I, by the way, I believe it's enriching for men as well, but it's definitely on the scale of is marriage better for men or for women? It's definitely better for women than it is for men. Definitely. By every available standard, it is better for women than it is for men, particularly because once you have kids, it locks the man in to actually provide. But the entire feminist movement is based around the idea there can't be any distinction between men and women. And so women act like men, and then women are unhappy when men treat them like men. Women act like men, right? They act like men sexually, and then, and then at least in the pop culture, and then they're surprised that men have a perverse view of women. Now, women, in, in the traditional view, are to be treasured. Women are to be put on a certain pedestal, and there's nothing wrong with that. There was an Oscar a few years ago. Um, it was actually the same year as the, this whole feminist routine from Beyonce, where she's dressed skimpily, uh, skimpily attired in front of this feminist sign. That same year, Sofia Vergara, who's a very attractive woman, was on the Oscars, and they put her on a pedestal. Right? And the, the whole joke was that all the men were staring at her on the pedestal, and the feminist movement went nuts. Okay, Sofia Vergara's appearing on a pedestal for a bunch of men was significantly less damaging to women than Beyonce acting as sexualized as men do on a regular basis. Because number one, it's not true. And number two, when women embrace the idea that it is true, they participate in behaviors that actually hurt them. The fact is that promiscuity among teenage girls is highly linked not just to elevated levels of disease, but to depression and suicide as well. Because men and women don't treat sex the same. But in the goal of obliterating all distinctions in the name of collective human happiness, in the idea that, that my subjective view of the world ought to rule all people's view of the world, well, we've created a more unhappy society and a society that is, that is bound to eat itself in the end. And that's the direction that we're moving. The good news is that in Houston, at least, it was stopped by a two-to-one vote. But when the left says that they don't want something to happen, when the left says, and we don't want the obliteration of the sexes, don't believe them. They are pathological liars. The left originally said, remember, just take the homosexual rights movement as, a, as, a, as an example. Gay people originally said, we don't want the government to prosecute us for being gay. And everybody went, okay, makes sense. And they said, don't worry, we'll never want government benefits. Within 10 years, they wanted civil unions. And everybody went, I, I guess, okay. And they said, well, but we'll never want same-sex marriage. Within 10 years, they wanted same-sex marriage. They said, don't worry, it won't affect you. People said, okay. And then within two years, they were trying to throw bakers in jail for not catering same-sex weddings. There is no end to what the left wants because when you're, when you're questing for utopia, everything is an obstacle and everything must be destroyed. That is why the left is so nihilist. And that's what you're watching here uh, when it comes to their art. The art of the left is a nihilist art. There is nothing fulfilling. There is nothing uplifting. There is nothing that that enriches the human experience or human happiness about the themes of this art. I mean, beautiful people are always fun to watch. Music can be catchy. It doesn't enrich the human heart. It doesn't enrich the human experience if the message is utter darkness, chaos, and nihilism. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second first. Pure Talk believes in American values, and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So, 
I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your gut and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.